I want to time loop the last dreams episode. But so do you think we should have one episode called Top Three Dreams? Yeah. And then one episode called Top Five Dreams? Or should we yeah. say top five dreams from twenty eleven so we like kind of be specific? No. So it's gonna be top three dreams followed by top five dreams. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> okay. Well we'll do it. So here we go. Episode nine hundred and fifty seven. Top five dreams. So many dreams. It's a time loop. I just have yeah. to say it. I feel bad. That's a, this is a time loop. Get ready. <laughs> Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian Bring You Theology at Warp Speed. I'm Matt Anderson. And I am Ben DeBono. You know, for some of the time loops we've been doing this year, I've added our favorite episodes, which this, this isn't, isn't This isn't true for this one. It's not a favorite episode. It is a memorable one. It is an episode. It's a favorite in a certain sense of the word, but not in the wor- way I've been using it. So I don't right. feel good about saying it's our favorite episode. It is a sci-fi Christian time loop, so I'll make that clear. Right. But listeners, you just got to hear our 2021 version of our top dreams. We call it top three. I technically had four <laughs> yeah. and, and a word. Sonoma. Right. right. <laughs> you had two. <laughs> so I, I had three. You sure you had three? I thought you only said two. I had two. the golf. I had the uh, lighthouse. Yeah. The, bear, the bear trap. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So we just did our recent dreams, but... Where where did this whole idea come from? Well, back in 2011, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is your idea. You wanted to have a dream yeah, month. No, a terrible idea. We did our dream journal and kept track of five of our favorite dreams from that month. We also covered Inception around right. that time. What else was our was dream themed? That might have been it. I think we might have pulled the plug on Dream Month <laughs> and just been like, "All right, we're out." I think that's when we realized we can't really do months. This is also this has to be around the time that you were transitioning out because. I can see that episode 35, November 12th, 2011, is when we released this episode. I think there were only 36 or 37 episodes in season one. So, I, I mean, those last two months of the year, our first year, I, I don't think we did that many episodes. Right. Do you remember that time? Were you re- were we recording very much at the end of the year? Or were we kind of... I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't we know were still doing John Stodge, weren't we? On the life oh, of- we still had the life report going. No, the life oh, report was over was by it. then. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways... We're about to go flashback now. I will be doing some editing on this episode that you will have to worry about, listeners. But I'll tell Ben, this is back in the days when we did news at the front end of an episode and then went to the main topic. So uh, you're just going to jump right into the middle of a conversation because I'll have taken out the news from November 2011. All right. All right, Ben. Let's do the time travel music. Finally, your dream is coming true. Dream month, you know, I went back. To my <laughs> I didn't even mean that. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean the t- no pun intended. Oh my goodness! Wow, well, you've you've been you've wanted to do this since the summer. You've been yeah. talking. We actually, I think we're originally going to do dream month in like August. Yeah, but oh, that didn't happen. Our schedule has been messed up this it last second up. half of this year. Yeah. So, what well, what was kind of behind this? Like when what was going through your mind when all of a sudden you're like, we should do a dream month on the sci-fi Christian? I was just thinking about dreams. Yeah. yeah. Like, did you have some dreams that were particularly interesting? Nope. Just just thinking about dreams. Because you were the one that got me to start doing a dream journal. Well, I, you know, I just like to, when I think about different topics, it would be interesting in the show. I, was, I saw dreams cross my mind, and I thought, well, there's a lot of stuff here. Like, you could do an episode on Inception. Oh, that'd be cool. And we could do an episode on The Sandman, which isn't going to happen because you haven't read the graphic yeah, novels. Sorry about that. The, you know, since we're recording like once every six months right now, you yeah. could you probably get them done. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we could do an episode on biblical dreams and prophecy, and then we could like, do like that. what we're doing today, our top five dreams. Yeah, so top five dreams. I wonder if somebody's going to see the title to this episode and be like, well, obviously, number one, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our dreams. Um, yeah. 
Which again, and then also I was like, who's even going to want to listen to this? Like basically we're just throwing our weird dreams out there yeah. and we're asking people to send in your, what you think, uh, kind of interpret our dreams for us. What does this all mean? Yeah. Mo- all of my dreams are sci-fi themed. Well, I picked, I not all my dreams I had that I journaled about were yeah. sci-fi, but I picked ones that would be more appropriate for the show. Oh, thanks. I mean, I mean, not like not that any of my dreams are inappropriate. I meant, you know, sci-fi themed or god themed. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I had some god themed dreams. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. we're pro god here on the yeah, sci-fi totally. Uh Yeah, so we so we started keeping dream journals around June. Yeah, I know. I surprised how like some of the dreams as I was reading the descriptions that I wrote, I don't have any recollection of even writing the mater- like writing down my dream. Yeah, it came back to me as I was reading it. I was like, what was that dream? Yeah. So, so Ben, uh, how many inappropriate dreams did you actually have while you're dream journaling <laughs> <laughs> that we can't talk about on the show? Oh, you know, well, you know, some of these are like not inappropriate in a way we can't talk about on the show, but, but they, they are pretty funny in, in a sense. So we'll, we'll get to it. Well, you know, I don't want to talk about that. That's... No, no, no. It's not like a sexual dream. Okay. It's like uh, I, my, my number one dream is... Uh, Wait. Inappropriate, a very funny way. Okay. Not like inappropriate where anybody's going to be offended by it, but where if it actually happened in real life, it would be enormously offensive. So, um, all right. Well, I mean. So stay tuned for that little cryptic preview. <laughs> I have highlighted here some of my favorite dreams. So but Should we just get into it? Well, I was thinking, I, I've been wanting to talk about my uh, my deja vu theory oh, on some episode for a while now. Is this going to be like your dragon theory? Probably. Because that kind of brought that episode down. Probably so, pretty similar. Yeah. All right. So. Everyone just fast forward five minutes and you'll be happy. Let's just talk about. Well, wait. Before I get to the days of okay. let's just talk about dreams a little bit, Ben. Dreams. So I watched a Nova special about dreams and it's pretty interesting how, like basically what science is saying about dreams is that it's our internal way of dealing with reality. Is that kind of how you feel about dreams? Yeah. Like it allows us to live out events um and it prepares us to survive basically it's a it's one of those things that nature has given us to help us survive in the world yeah so i think they say if you didn't dream you would go insane really so that would suck that, that would suck so uh this isn't necessarily related to that but i've often wondered you know how come sometimes when you're having deja vu it's as if you're living it over like it's why is that? That is what I know. Deja- well, why? <laughs> why sometimes is- when you're having deja vu, that is literally what deja vu. So why is. is that, Ben? Why is it? I mean, when could we have possibly lived this memory? What? And sometimes I even have like very specific, like I almost know what's going to happen next because I'm experiencing this deja vu, and I think I figured it out. I think, in a sense, we okay. There's two options. We either are all okay. two options. So, no, option number one: all of us are either a little bit psychic. <laughs> And that we dream things, and then later deja vu happens because we're living what we've already dream- dreamed about. Reaction. Yeah. That's option one. So do you think it's possible that God has made all of us a little psychic? Sure. Huh. I was hoping for a little bit of a debate there. <laughs> you know, so what, what biblical uh, support do you have to us being a little bit psychic? I don't have biblical support for it. I just think that it's, you know, we live in a world that's very much more complex, and there's a lot of things going on. Uh, spiritually and and a lot of things about ourselves that we don't know yet. Oh, prophets! They had they had some. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's some there's psychic a, support in the Bible. Yeah, and, and I think you would say that in a lot of cases that's coming from God. But is there something inherent in our humanity that has some of that ability? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Second thing, second option, option number two. So as I was watching this Nova special, it was talking about how amazing the brain is, is and of course everybody talks about how it's like these biggest computer really well like in information storage that you could ever imagine so what if this is true ben 
what if when we're dreaming, our minds, because they're so much more complex and we're actually, we have so much more intelligence happening in there than we're able to utilize, what if our dreams are living out scenarios that we kind of know are going to happen because our brain is computing all the events in our life and it kind of knows where things are going to happen. So this is sort of an open theist type, like only not, for, not particularly. For, well, I mean, it's the same way, like God kind of knows what's going to happen by all the events. I'm saying you can kind of think of it that way, only it's open humanist. So like our, <laughs> our human brains kind of know where, what's going to happen. Everyone's open humanist, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give the idea that I'm comparing it to this idea that God knows things so well that he's able to predict or to kind of know what's going to happen. What if really we can do that in our brains, but we don't even know we have that power. So our dreams are then showing us some things that are likely going to happen and all of a sudden, bam, deja vu. Yeah. So those are interesting thoughts. So which one do you like better? Option one or option two? We're going to go with option three. That's just some weird thing going on in our brain that gives us the illusion that we've lived it before. No, no. I've actually, I've experienced deja vu and then almost remembered, yeah, I dreamed about this. Okay, so that's different, though, like if you actually dream about something that's a similar event. But it is the same feeling you get from deja vu. Uh-huh. But deja vu, we'd have to do more research on it, and I'm guessing that the research does not go with either option A or option B, so I'm going to go with Occam's razor, that the simplest explanation is usually the correct one, and I'm guessing there's a simpler explanation. I guess the simplest than... explanation is I'm a little bit psychic. No, that's probably not the simplest explanation. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, okay. Because if I dreamt something and then it happens, what does that mean? I knew the future. A little bit psychic. A little bit psychic. All right. There we go. Top five dreams. Tell me about your life. What goes on in your mind when you're sleeping? Well, number five. Number five. So number five. So uh, as I was journaling these, this was around the time Dance with Dragons was about to come out. So there's a couple of... uh, George R. R. Martin theme. Okay, and you're just going to read it like from your journal, right? Well, some of them I didn't take very good notes on, so this one I'm going to expand on a little. Oh, okay, because I'm going to read and then and then commentate. So uh, I had a dream that this was like a week before Dance of Dragons came out that George R. R. Martin had invited me over to his house. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was going to share with me a little bit about the book. So we pulled up there and then, you know, I got inside his house and he and I were hanging out and um, he left the room for a minute and I was bouncing this ball around (laughs) and the ball like knocked over this vase. I was like, oh man, George is going to be pissed at me. But he comes in and he's like, it's all good. Don't worry about it, man. And so we're just hitting it off really well. And he doesn't care about that. And then he, you know, he invites me to hang out in his basement for a little bit. And we were watching some TV together and talking about the book so me and george r, r. martin just just chilling out in his house wow that's a good but, number five you know for this best-selling author it was like this crappy split level oh really it <laughs> was kind of broken down and not in the best shape so i think george r, r. martin's actually doing a bit better in real life do you want me to try to interpret it here live on the yeah, spot yeah, yeah. let's well, do let's, that let's, 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 let's mix it up okay because yeah. we want we want you the audience to send us in what you think it might mean but i'm gonna say that because he was living in kind of a crappy home that you subconsciously kind of think he's a crappy author Oh, I don't think that's it. And the ball that you're playing with is symbolic of how you wish you were more, you had uh, done more sports as a child instead of reading so much. It's like a rubber ball, man. I'm just saying it's a a symbolic. Okay. (laughs) I I don't think any of that interpretation was accurate, but but continue. Okay. Number five for me. Number five for Matt. Now, this is the first dream that I um, actually journaled. Oh, my. So, And this goes back to July 11th of this year. Well, that's exciting. So I'm going to read it. From my dream journal. And if I start to get to a part where I think, I don't know if I want to share this, I'm just going to stop. So here we go. First, I was in my hometown, Circle Pines, looking down the street while standing uh, between 
So Ryan, my current roommate, used to also be my neighbor. So I was standing between his house and my house. The legend of Ryan grows. I saw the trees starting start to move and devastation was taking place. I didn't understand what was happening at first, but then I realized that the trees were coming alive and destroying everything. The trees near my home started coming alive too, but I had always been nice to them, so they didn't do any damage. That's pretty good, huh? See, so so courtesy to nature pays off. Uh, there was one small bush-like tree that I, I was nice to. And, and listen to this. In my dream, I had recently put a green t-shirt on it. So there, saving the planet. Uh, anyway, all the humans had to evacuate because things were getting bad. So I evacuated with the Strelo household, which is Ryan's last name. This is Ryan Strelo and his Everyone family. stalk him. Next, all the humans were living in hiding from a more powerful race. I think at first it was the trees, but then you know how dreams change in the middle? And it, it eventually, my dreams switched. So the trees that were taken over became a great army of zombies. We were staying in houses, but there was minimal electricity and minimal accommodations. This was a post-apocalyptic society, Ben. Well, that's exciting. Um, our enemy was then human, but still had a huge army of zombies. And then I came up with a plan. We would combine our great army of evacuees. Is that a word, evacuees? I think so. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Uh, with this army of mountain people that we ran into. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we had met them up against, uh, let's see, what does it say? To go up against it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we joined with us mountain people that we met uh, to go up against the tens of thousands of zombies. Even though we had less numbers, they were slower. And I figured out we could pick them off one by one and probably win. That was my plan. One by one. Then... The humans would be free and live however we wanted. Uh, then my dream changed. Let me see if this is going to be oh interesting. Gosh. Yeah, my dream changed again. What a dream. And this time I was watching a movie about an alien invasion. But then all of a sudden I was actually living through the alien invasion. So, so, so far in this one dream, I was attacked by trees, attacked by zombies, and then attacked by aliens. What does it mean? Well, it's not over yet. Oh, my God. I was writing a paper on an alien invasion movie. And I hadn't actually watched it in whole, only pieces. Uh, okay, that's boring. <laughs> uh, okay. So then I started hiding from the ships that were flying overhead. Uh, the dream changed again, and I, I was back in the zombie army dream. Uh, but now the zombies were alien army. Ah, okay, and here's a big wrap-up. I was feeling uh, sad because in the dream I had a girlfriend who was a female member of the Green Lantern Corps. That's the end. Nope. Oh my she God. didn't seem. She didn't seem to care that we were going to going to war. She didn't care though. Uh, wait, no. I missed a. Yeah. So some of these are scribbles. I'm. I think I was in the stream. I was also a Green Lantern at some point because um, I was at their headquarters and I was like, trying to express to her that I was feeling sad about something. But guess what? I woke up. That is quite a dream. Oh, wow. So Ben, reactions. Uh, the key element in the stream is, of course, Matt uh, clothing the trees. <laughs> no, it was a, a small bush-like tree. Okay. I, I think that this gives us clues. I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means, but everyone, that is the key to Matt's psychology, placing clothes on shrubbery. Yeah, what about all the... I think there's no, more... No, irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> ben, clothes number four. Clothes on shrubbery. That, that, that's the important part. Okay, so this was like a three-part dream, all of them oh, disconnected. Good, good. So part part one... Uh, first part, I am hanging out again with another famous sci-fi author, this time Neil Gaiman. Huh. 
and uh, I, I had won some sort of contest where I would get to hang out with him for the day. And so we were hanging out. We were doing all these activities. And, you know, it started out where Neil Gaiman was doing this just to fulfill the contest. But then he started to really, you know, enjoy my company. And so he declared us lifelong friends. Lifelong? Lifelong friends. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big commitment yeah, so, from Neil himself. So me and Neil, buddy-buddy. Uh, and then the dream shifted. And in this second dream, I was a demon. But I wasn't evil, and I was running oh. from. <laughs> well, uh, isn't that kind of like well, implicit as, in maybe. being a, a demon? But you know, I, I wouldn't have considered myself evil. I guess and I was running from an angel. Do you bounty think hunter. demons consider themselves evil? I don't know. Do most villains think they're evil? No. You were a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was uh, I was being tracked by an angel bounty hunter. And oh my gosh! An angel pinned me to a tree in an angelic cocoon. And I was eventually able to fight my way free. And that ended dream part two. Whoa. That's angelic a, cocoon? Angelic cocoon. Okay. That should be the title of this episode. The no. Angelic cocoon. <laughs> uh, and then uh, finally... It has to be top five dreams. I was on the, uh, uh, I was on the set of Jurassic Park 4 oh. while it was filming. And I was annoyed because the plot was exactly the same as the first <laughs> film. And the movie was being filmed on the place with the roller coasters, which... Made it into a Jurassic Park amusement park. Oh, my gosh. So that was exciting. Very good. All right. Well, obviously, the main thing we need to examine is the fact that you, in your self-conscious, you see yourself as a demon, which is interesting because you're actually a seminary student and a pastor. Yeah. But you were trapped by an angel. So maybe on the inside, you feel like you're being trapped by God. Oh, my goodness. That, That is terrifying. All right. I, I repent of my demonic ways. Number four. Number four. I'll read a uh, short one. This dream is from September 27th. Are you, do you have your dates by yours? Nah. You don't want to share them or you don't I have don't them? I don't know what they are. September 27th of 2011, I had a dream. that in And in this dream, I had some sort of injury on the right side right side of my left elbow so it's like right here i just here, want to ben. point out that matt pointed to his yep uh, well, I, I said right side and then i also i saw left elbow so i had to switch so okay. right side left elbow uh it was leaking this is kind of gross leaking some sort of pus from deep inside this wound that was in my elbow okay this is just gonna be sick i'm just i gotta read it though because who knows what this could mean when the pus came out it came out like like string form kind of like almost like silly string like it was it wasn't liquidy it was sort of hardish <laughs> and then um Gosh. yeah i know this is disgusting uh nobody's eating right it now. wouldn't stop coming out and then when I, w- I woke up and i i still had a pain in my elbow when i woke up where the injury was but guess what no hole no wound i was healed uh phantom I, pain phantom in my pain. elbow yeah so how about that that's what i call that one phantom pain in my elbow i, I think that you are probably afraid that inside of you there is some disgusting pus-like element that's going to get out, and the whole world is going to realize just how disgusting your elbows truly are. <laughs> Sin, man. Sin, yep. Matt's sinful elbows. Another great title for this episode. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three features you, actually. Yes! So you, you got it. a starring role. Um, a dream that you and I were in New York. Okay. We were uh, visiting your relatives. I don't think you actually have any relatives in New York. I do. The uh, the Pfeiffer family. Oh, okay. So maybe Max that... and Sarah. No, that, that is that the last name Pfeiffer. <laughs> we're talking relatives. 
Yeah, I know, but they're not relatives. Sort they're of. sci-fi Christian writers. We're like brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm, I well, think I'm they're not probably the sister. feeling really weirded Saturday. out right now. So sorry about that, Max. <laughs> I don't think they actually live in New York either. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I, so, don't they live in New York? I think I they do. I don't think so. Uh, sorry about that. Um, we'll Facebook stalk them later. And yeah. Find out. Um, but we were in New York staying with your relatives, uh, which their house happened to have a recording studio that we Oh, could how use. convenient. Yeah, so... You jumped it that we recorded the sci-fi Christian in your dream? Uh, well, kind of. Just, just hang on to your horse. Oh, sorry. And so we were going to go somewhere to record sci-fi Christian, but then I realized I had forgotten the equipment at where we were staying. Mm, man. And on the way back to the house, I became angry with you and yelled at you. As usual. <laughs> naturally. Uh, and went back at the house, we began looking for the equipment. But before we could locate it, there was a scuffle among the relatives. Max and Sarah? No, no, no. This is not Max and Sarah. Okay. Quit bringing them into my dream. This is my <laughs> dream, not your dream. You're going to have your creepy stalker dream of our writer <laughs> friends later. Okay. So anyway, there was a scuffle, and it resulted in the death of one of your relatives. <gasps> and I was accused of murder. As you know, should I had not be. done it. And the entire family turned against me. And as we went to bed that night in the house, I had to fight Wait. off one of your cousins who was attempting to murder me and take revenge for what he believed had happened. And then the dream ended. Then it sounds like he has some guilt. Did you actually kill one of my family members? I, I'm not going to self-incriminate here. I'll plead the fifth. What, so on a scale of one to ten, five, one to five, how likely are you to murder somebody? Oh, probably probably a one. I'm going to say a one. One being the most. <laughs> yeah, I love your scale. Okay. Um, so, yeah, sounds like you have some sort of, uh, again, some sort of um, guilt on the inside. Yeah. Possibly. I mean... I don't think you've met too many of my family members, so I've but met maybe your brothers. You, yeah, did you treat them badly when you met them? I don't think so. Okay, I don't know then. Maybe it's simply that you were just really anxious to record. I again. guess so. Yeah. It had been so long. It'd been so, well. This was back in the summer when we were recording every week. So, not all so right. much. All right. Here's my uh, next up, September 29th, ninth, twenty eleven. My much anticipated snake dream. Oh boy! I think I might have briefly mentioned Snakes on a past on a dream. Yeah. <laughs> briefly mentioned on a past episode so i'm gonna read this and i think again i might have to cut out parts of it, it might be boring i had oh. a dream that we were at someone's house and that for some reason they had a ton of pet snakes like not just like i'm not saying like a ton like five like too many snakes for one person to have too many snakes <laughs> okay how many snakes is too many snakes? like like i'm gonna say like 50 snakes 50 snakes okay so here's who uh, was there with me it was my mom and me, and at least one other person who I'm not sure who it was, and we were all babysitting the snakes for this other family that had been gone. But guess what? The snakes were in cages. But guess what? One of them got loose and was really fast and got downstairs. We would never be able to find it, exclamation point. That's what I wrote. Then, I think my mom did something, or the other person, I can't remember. But anyways, somehow all the snakes got out of their cages. And for some reason, I had a bottle of shaving cream in my hand. I started to spray... <laughs> Let me read my notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I sprayed them with the shaving cream to try to get them to not get away. But guess what? That didn't work. My mom yelled at me that I that I was hurting the snakes. I'd yell at you, too, if you were spraying shaving cream at snakes. It's like the worst strategy ever. My mom yelled at me that I was hurting the snakes. And I remember getting really mad at her because, hello, I was trying to help. And she was yelling at me as all these snakes were escaping. Um, the last scene that I remember is seeing about 10 or 15 snakes all escaping into the basement where we knew... They would hide out, reproduce, and take over the house. (laughs) 
I love those reproducing snakes. That ends that dream, but there was... Said no dirty stuff. No dirty stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but so, a couple weeks before that dream, no I, had, sex, I had another snake dream. And this oh, is God. the one I had actually mentioned in the show. Uh, I have no memory if you mentioned them. Yeah. The show. I was climbing down a rope in some ancient ruins, kind of Indiana Jones style. And at the bottom of the rope was a pit of snakes. They started to move towards me. And one actually bit my ankle. And that's all I remember from that one. Uh, that's quite a dream. <laughs> I think that you fear that your efforts to stop things in life will go unappreciated, even though they're completely incompetent because who sprays shaving cream at snakes? <laughs> you know me so well. All right, Ben, number two already? No, number two. This is this contains a little multiverse action. Oh, my gosh. Your dreams are pretty good. Yeah, so I dreamed that I was in a multiverse, and not only was I in a multiverse, I was crowned king of that multiverse. Interesting. How did you get that? Promotion? I don't know, but they they titled me Ben DeBono the First. So... <laughs> That's exciting. Wow. Um, so I was king of the multiverse, but don't. it gets a little sad here because I got back into our universe and I was unable to cross back over. Oh, no. So I'm stuck in our universe when I'm king of this, uh, of this alternate universe, like the entire universe I'm king of. <laughs> and so then I have to get a job on this side because, oh. you know, nobody recognized me as Ben DeVono the first. So I wandered down to a local construction uh, site and I was given the task of installing plumbing and water uh, pipes, which I have no clue how to do. So I was promptly I'm sure fired. Could, I'm sure you'd be really good at it. I, I was fired. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. The end? That's the end. Oh, my gosh. That's a sad dream. Well, you know who this reminds me of? Another uh, another plumber who got put into a, mul- a multiverse. That's cool. I didn't even make that. Yeah, kind of and you actually do have some facial hair happening. Yeah. Not a plumber's hat. No. But, yeah, this kind of reminds me of... I am um, Italian. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The Bono brothers. Yeah. I'm no brother, but no. Okay. Well, yeah. So I think you must have been thinking something along the lines of, and it also reminds me of Narnia because uh, uh, all the kids whose last name escapes me uh, in the first movie, they were mm-hmm. king- they were all kings and queens of this great country. But guess what? They had to go back to the, our reality, and no one recognized them as yeah. kings and queens here. I'm so hate that. So it seems like kind of doing a little. Uh, you're grasping from some different stories. But really what you want is power. You want recognized recognition and power. Yeah, I, I want to take over the world. Yeah. That'd be okay with me. Good. Number two. Okay, so in the episode which Ben came up with an awesome title for, The Divine Time Machine. Yeah. I brought up this idea that what if we could go back into the past and God let me have a dream about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, 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 why do you react? Oh my gosh! Because it's gonna be like, I just know the way your brain works, and so we're we're in for some good stuff here. This is actually, I just realized this isn't really sci-fi related, other than it ties into our our episode. It, but it's more, it's kind of deep, it's kind of interesting. So I dreamt that God did allow me to go back in time and start my life over from about five or ten years ago. I, I don't know. Interestingly, the only thing I cared about was spending time with my grandpa who had passed away. Ooh. Yeah, so it wasn't like I was trying to change anything and like set my life on a new course i just really wanted to uh uh like just be near my grandpa and and let's see this is gonna be a little bit weird but i remember like kind of like rubbing his back because i was so happy to see him and uh let's see oh this is sad i don't remember this part of the dream he fell over once when we were at church and he asked me to take him to the hospital and make sure his heels were okay yep (laughs) gotta watch out for those heels yeah they're at church let me see there at church, Grandma asked me to put her shoes on for her because that was actually something. What's with you and your grandparents' feet, man? <laughs> uh, so this is actually here's a true story. Grandma uh, was unhealthy, and so 
before grandpa died, one of the things he would do for her, kind of to serve her, is he would always put her shoes on. And then after he had passed away, I would sometimes do it for her. Not quite as often as him, of course. Well, but probably not. Still. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I was flashing through my life, like, mo- quickly. Instead of living straight through it, I was kind of going from place to place in my lifespan. And uh, this is the end of the dream. I was at the, because was, I'm just reading it to myself, make sure it's not weird. <laughs> Oh, it, it probably is. I had been experiencing one time period, and then suddenly I was somewhere else. It was basically, that was it. It ended with me flashing quickly through my life instead of being able to experience it straight through. So, Well, I think maybe your answer to what you would want to change. You wouldn't want to necessarily change your life. You would want to spend more time with family. There it is. So, oh, that's happy. You know me. All right, number one for me. And this is the one that is... Not inappropriate to describe, but would be extraordinarily inappropriate if it actually happened in real life. It is brief, but hysterical. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you my full attention. Okay. I was in the dream directing a children's play adaptation of Game of Thrones. Oh my god. <laughs> Game of Thrones, the children's musical version directed by Ben DiVono. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. And that's all the detail I have. That's all you remember? But that is, by itself, unbelievably awesome. Wow. I don't even know how to interpret that. <laughs> um, you obviously like working with kids. Nope. But obviously in a semi-inappropriate way. A very, very... I mean, can you imagine Game of Thrones as a children's adaptation? <laughs> That'd be like the most horrifying thing ever. Yeah. That I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> Other than I'll just say, you really have... To have Game of Thrones on your mind of these last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, well, this was again right before Dance with Dragons. Okay, wow. Out, so, but, but this would probably be one to not actually do. No, this is not something that should really happen. Yeah, our, our church children's play this year, Game of Thrones. Wow. That, yes, no, not happening. Yeah. You're number one, man. Number one. And this actually, I think, would have to be my favorite dream I've had over the last couple of months. Oh, I forgot to give you dates of the last one. The grandma mm-hmm. dream happened on October 26th. And my snake dream 929. Yeah, oh, you gave us that one today. Okay. Yeah. Okay, here it is. This one was very recent, but really awesome. November 2nd, 2011. Here's what I wrote. I just woke up from a dream that I gained the power of the Flash. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I could run fast, but I couldn't do everything fast. Uh, like, <laughs> for example, I wanted to, like, build something so I could, well, I'll get to it. I could only run fast. But whereas Flash can do, like, everything fast. Mm-hmm. Um I also had a Flash costume. I was investigating a crime, but the police didn't trust me. Just like, you know, Batman isn't trusted by the cops sometimes. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, some of the people actually thought that I was responsible for the crime that had been committed, even though I was on the scene investigating it. Um, hate it when that happens. Yeah, the problem was that I was investigating a crime at my grandparents' house. So my family was all there. And, and keep in mind, I'm trying to keep my identity a secret as the Flash, yeah. so, which is hard to do around family members. Um, I remember spending a lot of time in the garage as well as the shed just investigating and my family was there but I was trying to make them think I wasn't me uh, let me see okay then I got trapped in the house because the police were after me at this point in the dream so here's the way I escaped from the house I backed up so I could get a running start and as you know Flash can run fast mm-hmm. I ran so fast that I like missile propelled myself out the window, of course, doing damage to the house, which is actually illegal, and then hiding in the backyard. Oh, that's that's <laughs> very a sneaky. But I also had a flashmobile, 
which I don't think the Flash actually has. Does, Why would he need it? He I, could run fast. I understand. It's like the worst. I understand worst it doesn't make sense. Ever. I understand it doesn't make sense, but there was a Flashmobile, a red car that I had hidden in our family's shed, which, <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, I mean, if I'm trying to keep a secret identity from my family, best place to hide the Flashmobile, not in the family shed. But guess what, Ben? It isn't in a shed that currently exists. It's in a shed that my family is planning to build. <laughs> so you're going to have a deja vu moment here. Well, if I ever become the Flash, you'll know. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay, I'm going to read this to you and tell me what you think about this. I spoke with the police detective and mentioned something that seemed significant in the case. A radio had three different cassettes playing at the same time, though we didn't actually hear any music. How is that possible, Ben? They're blank. <laughs> you solved the riddle. <laughs> that, that was that was a challenge. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sk- I already told you about the Flashmobile, so I'm going to skip past that. But then at the end of my dream, um, I started... Yeah, this is the part where I was trying to build. I was trying to put uh, build the door to the shed because, like I said, it was still in build being built mode. So I was building the hinges, trying to screw the door back together. But then my mom came up, and she had two other family members with her, and they knew who I was. Oh, my but, goodness. Which revealed my secret identity. At first, I tried to pretend like I was sleeping, so maybe they would leave me alone. But... People don't leave people alone. They're just trying to sleep in their shed. That's true. <laughs> so, if I had yeah. a shed and I found you sleeping in it, I, I would not leave you alone. Uh, so there was a flash of recognition in her eyes. My identity had been revealed. But luckily, she didn't reveal me to the police officers. <laughs> right before I woke up, I remember running away fast and thinking that perhaps it would be okay if I shared my secret identity with just some of my close family. Mm. That's quite a dream. What do you think? The I flash. think that uh, you desire to have superpowers but fear that your family would reject them. <laughs> good. And good. also you're apparently building hinges, which is yeah, a that's, bit odd to me. And, yeah, and like he can run fast, but he could. He, I was like the slowest builder ever. Oh, yeah, I could buy that. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt so. Toolbelt Anderson yeah. makes his comeback. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was my nickname during our missions trip. That was. <sighs> so so. What, what do all these dreams mean, Matt? Well, I mean, why do, why would we take up an hour of people's lives talking about our own dreams? Because it's pretty amusing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. We want to give you insight into our minds, these hosts that you've been listening to for 35 episodes. Yeah, so this is a rather intimate episode. Yeah, very intimate. <laughs> an intimate hour inside Matt and Ben's head. Uh, so is there anything that, what can we leave the audience with? I, I mean, is there anything about dreaming or lucid dreaming that you think is... I would say... Everyone out there in sci-fi Christian land, you guys should keep some dream journals. Keep it for a month and see what you can learn about yourself. Well, hopefully they already have been. We've been asking them to do it for a while, haven't no, we? No, they haven't been. No, they haven't. They haven't well, been. we've got one listener feedback who tells us tell a dream of his. Do we want to play Mike's call? I think that was a great time. But I, listener feedback section. On the, I know we'll talk about Inception down the road, but on the Inception Blu-ray special feature, there's a whole dream, of course, uh, special feature, and it talks about lucid dreaming. I'd like to try to encourage people to try to lucid dream. So maybe we'll explain more about dreams when we talk about Inception. Have you ever lucid time. dreamed before? Well, isn't this lucid dreaming? Mm-hmm. Like right now, currently? I hope no. not. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> no, lucid dreaming is like where you, inside your dream, you realize that you're dreaming and then you oh. can control it. No, I've not done that. I've been that. trying to do it for like awesome. three months now and I cannot. No luck. But you're supposed to be able to do it if you just concentrate hard like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to be aware when I get to my dream. But That'd be so sweet. So work on that. Yeah. All right. Let's All right. play this uh, listener feedback. This is uh, Mike our writer on the sci-fi Christian.com. Hey, Matt. Hey, Ben. This is Mike Poteet from Pennsylvania. First time caller. 
You wanted to hear about our dreams for your upcoming dream episode. I did have an interesting dream recently that I don't mind sharing, even though it's kind of strange and uh don't know what, if anything, it says, but it was a sci-fi related dream. I was traveling through time and space in the TARDIS from Doctor Who, but the person at the controls was not the doctor. It was Mitt Romney. <gasps> Mormons. Uh, now, don't worry. I know with a sci-fi Christian, we steer clear of politics. Not a political dream. That's just the case. Mitt Romney was at the console <gasps> of the TARDIS. This and you would think, with all of time and space to choose from, we might go some interesting places, meet some interesting people. Uh, not so much. Governor Romney was uh, directing the TARDIS to just various random suburban homes where we would... <laughs> eat food from the people's refrigerators and use their bathrooms while they were out. Wow, I have a great interpretation for this. Uh, well, I, I had some problems with this, ethically speaking, in the dream, because we weren't leaving any compensation for these folks. Finally, a solution occurred to me, though. Uh, in the waking world, I deal with rare books and manuscripts and documents. So, so in my dream, I suggested to Governor Romney that maybe he would want to write thank you notes to these homeowners in his own hand on his official stationery, because, you know, handwritten documents from famous politicians sometimes fetch a lot of money. I don't know whether he took me up on my suggestion, because uh, that's when I woke up, uh, as we were off to plunder some other <laughs> unsuspecting homeowner's home in our time machine. But uh, there you go. Make of it what you will, or, or maybe don't. Uh, me and Mitt Romney and the TARDIS. Well, that's all for now. Looking forward to the episode. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Mike, that was that was an awesome dream. Okay, so I've got my interpretation, Ben. I want yours, though, too. So I'll give you mine first. Uh, yeah, that was great fun. So Mitt Romney steering the ship, kind of guiding that, uh, guiding the, the TARDIS, obviously, uh, looks like he's going to be gaining some political power. He's yeah. in control of the, of the country, in control of the ship. But also stealing from the citizens. Ooh. This is very foreshadowing. So yeah. if Mitt Romney does become president, I think we can look forward to him stealing from everybody who's not Mormon. Lock your refrigerator, lock your bathroom. Yes. Right, it no. is coming to town. What is your interpretation? I don't know. Um, let me just, I'll just throw this out there. Mitt, if you ever want to use my bathroom, I'm okay with that. You know, Mitt, if you want to be on the Sci-Fi Christian and talk, and we can have a little Mormon versus Christian debate, this would be a great place to showcase your religion. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Mitt, anytime you want to come on, you can even check out the refrigerator. I got some... Uh, we should invite him here in to uh, Rebel Underground Studios. Yeah, so that would be exciting. Right here, so Mitt Romney, official official invitation to Governor Romney. Right in, to beautiful Ramsey, Minnesota. Yeah, beautiful Ramsey, Minnesota. We, you can even see the treehouse, Mitt. Uh, yeah, I've seen the treehouse now. I, I'd take Mitt out to the treehouse. Yeah. yeah, I'll film you guys. I'll show him the place where my dog killed an animal last night. Killed the uh, baby Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, anytime you want to pal around, Matt, you're <laughs> more than welcome. All right. Should we get officially to listener feedback now? Yeah, let's do it. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying Man, to be those excited. Are, those are some dreams. Yeah, now I remember nothing about that conversation. I meant to re-listen to it before we did this time loop, so I could maybe reference something. Uh, instead, you're just left with us saying, "I don't know what you just heard. I hope you liked it." I think it's time to draw a line in the sand, though. No more dream episodes. You think that that we we've done our due diligence? We tried yeah. it twice. I did think that I okay. Let me say it two ways. I thought 2021 would go better. And while it did, yeah. it wasn't so much better that I feel like we should revisit. Oh, these episodes were miserable failures. Yeah, Thanks for listening. It seems like such a good idea. 
Does it though? It does. It's it d- an idea that feels like a good idea till you think about it for more than thirty. Also, seconds. I should have, if you look back to uh, the last episode where we actually gave our twenty twenty one dreams, I should have reviewed them before live on the air. Right. That did hurt things. You just just reading your. Notes. And I know in this one that we just played, we interpreted each other's dreams. I'm really interested to hear how that went. Right. So, listeners, I hope you liked it. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben Devoto. We're the Sapphire Christians. We're sorry. Off. Goodbye. The end of dreams. <laughs> I think that's I think that's for the best. <laughs>